Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. everybody. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast. This is episode 92, and I am super excited for this episode because I think it's going to be so helpful for so many people. I have my friend Monique here today, and she is an expert on starting a vegan diet, and she is here to tell us all the tips, all the tricks, um, just everything about it, and I can't wait to chat with her. Welcome, Monique. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Sophia. Um, and by the way, I have to tell you when I was younger, Monique was actually one of the names that I wished I had. Oh, (laughs) oh my gosh. I hated my name when I was young. I'm of Greek descent. My parents are first gen are, um, are like straight from Greece. So I am first generation. And, um, my name was always very weird. I was Sophia and nobody was named Sophia back then. And I was like the Greek girl and I was different and I hated it. So I always Mm. wanted to be Monique, Elizabeth, like someone, something totally different. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because I wanted to be Jasmine. I wanted, I hated having Monique. (laughs) That's so funny. We never like what we have, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, so tell people about like why you're here and how you're an expert in starting a vegan diet. Like when did you start? Why did you start? Let everybody know. Yeah, it, I have to say that it feels really weird to be on this side of the mic because I'm usually asking people a whole bunch of questions, but I'm challenging myself to put myself out there awesome. more to talk about <laughs> my life. But um, I actually started a vegan lifestyle back in 2010 after being a vegetarian for two years. So Back in, I want to, obviously it was about 2008. I read Skinny Bitch. You remember that one? Oh, I read that. It was amazing. Okay. Okay. So I read Skinny Bitch and I had no idea that it was a book about veganism. I thought it was Mm -hmm. just about losing weight and (laughs) that was a rude awakening, right? When I read that, I was like, okay, so this vegan thing sounds good. I'm going to try it. And I was actually a vegan for two weeks. And I'll put that in air quotes because- the only reason I was a vegan is because I, I literally ate sunflower seeds and apples for those two weeks and drank water because I had no idea what to eat. I was just traumatized. I was like, I thought food was bad. Everything wasn't good for me. And so I was traumatized and I didn't want to eat anything. So after those two weeks, I decided that, okay, well, maybe I'll just go ahead and be a vegetarian instead, because that seems easy. I can still eat cheese pizza. Um, I'll figure out what to eat. I can make dinner for my family and just eat the sides and I don't have to think about it too much. Let me just be a vegetarian. So that's what I did it for two years. And that was until I read another book called Sister Vegan by A. Breeze Harper. Oh, I haven't and that heard was the that first one. time. You have you? Okay. Mm-mm. You said you haven't or you haven't? No, oh, I have not. Yes. So that book was actually the first time that I saw veganism from the perspective of black women, because up until that point, I never resonated with a lot of the stories that I would hear because none of the people look like me. None of the experiences Mm -hmm. seem similar to me. And so that was why I decided to become a vegan after reading that book, because it was just a collection of stories from black women from all walks of life talking about being vegan. And I just remember finishing that book. I was at my day job. Well, when I had a day job, I was at my job sitting in my cubicle reading this book. And I closed it up at the end and I was like, you know what, I'm going to be vegan and I'm just going to figure this out this time around. I'm going to figure this out and see what this is going to look like 
um, for me. And that's what I did. I decided to become a vegan after reading some books. And then of course, you know, I went down the rabbit hole of like all the documentaries and <laughs> all of the different options out there. And I think this, this was actually pre Instagram. So I used to read a lot of blogs just to figure out what to eat, how to put meals together and how to make this a lifestyle for myself. So I would say it was a gradual process, you know, I guess, you know, sister, the skinny bitch planted the seed for me, but, um, sister vegan, like cemented, it made it like a reality for me. Like, this is something I can do and I'm going to figure this out. I love that. And I, I think you bring up a really, really good point, which is in my opinion, the key to so many of these, you know, like lifestyle changes is that you didn't have somebody that resonated with you. Like, that's a really like a huge point because even in like today, like in, you know, the world we live in, like when something tragic happens to somebody, oh, they're not like me. So that won't happen to me. So it's like Mm -hmm. a, you know, and it's the other way too. Like, how am I going to be that when I don't have anybody represented if of who I am? Like if everybody is one size, one color, you know, same color hair, same color eyes, and people don't feel represented. How do you expect people to make these changes? Absolutely. And that's why I decided to start my brand because once I really started to do a lot of experimenting in the kitchen and I realized, I'm like, man, this food is really good. I have to start a blog too. Cause like at the time I was reading a lot of blogs, I'm like, I have to share the food that I'm eating. Cause there's no way I would have ever even imagined this lifestyle being more than salads and smoothies. If I didn't start experimenting and trying things out myself. And so that was to me was very important. Just like that book resonated with me. I was like, I have to show other black people that this is something that they can do. And I have to kind of represent it, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Um, at first it was funny, Sophia, though, because at first I was like, I just don't want to really show my face. I just want to show the food. But I was like, no, I have to like really put myself out there, you know, with YouTube and blogging and social media, because I need people to see, you know, every day. Cause I feel like for the longest time that I didn't necessarily fit into this community, you know, I just felt like, cause I'm just so regular <laughs> and I felt like a lot of stuff I was coming across, people were very extreme about their views. And I'm just like, Oh yeah. I'm just so, yeah. You know, I know you. Oh God. It. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel like I fit in this community when I first started because we started a plant-based diet for my husband's health. He had some heart conditions And his new cardiologist he started seeing suggested that instead of upping his medication or changing his medication, because it wasn't working, that perhaps we look at a a change in diet and he, that he treated a lot of his patients through dietary changes. And so my husband felt like shit, honestly, and was like, "I, I need to do this. I have to make a change. And so, but like you said, like we, we went into it for the health perspective and we also our family is very high anxiety. Like we have a lot of mental, like health, like anxiety things going on. And the idea of being a hundred percent into something without any wiggle room, like was really stressful. So we just, and like you said, online, everything is so extreme. And it's right. like, what about like the middle of the, of, of this? Cause there's most people are not on the extreme end. I mean, you, you see, you think they are because those are the people that are loud online. But I think most people are like us that are like, well, this isn't something you have to do overnight. This isn't something that you have to achieve 100%. Like the progress towards this goal is what's important. Absolutely. It's crazy because I I feel like over the last, I would say, year or so is when I finally became comfortable in this. And I've been doing this since 2010 Um, as far as like 
when it comes to my brand and being very clear about who I'm talking to and how I want to help people. Because for the it. longest time, I yeah, I didn't really feel like I knew. I would kind of go back and forth because I wanted to, you know, fit in with the vegans. And then I wanted to be able to help yeah. people too. And I realized, you know what, you kind of just have to make a decision. You really do have to make a decision as far as who you want to help and why you want to do it. Because yes. yeah, I, I was struggling with that for a long time. And now I feel really, really good about everything. Well, and you have to be you, you know, that's the thing. It's like, we all have this. And I felt the same way, like being scared to like be accepted and but we have to be ourselves because your people are there for you. Yeah. And honestly, you have to tell yourself if they don't like me bye. you know, like right. you're not, you're not for me. It, yep. There's somebody else out there for them. And that's one thing I have a business coach that I've been working with for three years now. And she's the one that actually helped me. Um, and I was the same. I had my brand around for a really long time. And it wasn't until I met her that helped me understand you want your people. You're not for everybody. And that's actually a good thing. It's you, you don't want to be for everybody. You only want to be for the people that are there for you. And that was, it's a hard to accept that, you know, because I think especially as women, we want to please everybody. That's kind of our nature. Yep, it is. And I just, I don't care anymore. <laughs> no, and, and that's sometimes, great. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said, that's great. I'm glad that you don't care anymore because you're, they're helping people that actually you want to help. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Well, and also, you know, as a black woman in the black community, like it's people, your, your community needs you. They need Absolutely. somebody like you. Like it, it's like, it's almost like if you aren't being you, if you're not standing up for what you want to do, you're almost doing them a disservice because you are, you know, you're, you're amazing. You're smart. You know, you have these tools to help people. And, um, and I just think that it's, you're so right though. Cause the health and wellness niche is so, um, it's just not represented in all people, you no. know, when you see it online. And I actually um, run a summit every year called Plant Strong and Thriving. It's my second annual one this year. And I was very conscious um, with my, I, I have like a wellness um, masterclass that kind of is going to be my theme this year for my summit. That is like, I have, you know, like a string of, I have a freebie and a, and a, and a paid product and, you know, that link of things. But when I was creating this wellness masterclass and I was creating the sales page for it, I was very conscious as I wanted to represent wellness in, um, in a, in a way that all people can look at that masterclass and think, oh yeah, I can be them. And yeah. so it was a struggle to find pictures online of black women, larger women, like women and men, like people that I could represent that wasn't just a tall, thin blonde woman. Yep. And it, that, that was the first time it actually, like, I always felt this way, but that's the first time when I was creating the sales page that I was like, holy crap. Like I am, I've spent 20 minutes trying to find a good picture. That's mm -hmm. insane. Like it should yes. come right up. And that's what I'm saying. That's what made me want to put myself out there more, even though I didn't want to. I was like, I have to, because just like yes. that book resonated with me, I have to put my face up it out. And that's another thing I'm working on too, is just because I, even though, like you said, you've had your brand for a while, I've had my brand for a while to, as well. But I would say in the last couple of months or so is when I've really been putting myself out there more. Um, because I went, I went through a time where I just didn't really feel like I had much to say and I had much to contribute. I know that sounds kind of strange, but I went through 
the struggle for a few years where I was just like, you know, I went through a divorce and then, you know, just taking care of my sons and just trying to figure out life where I was kind of away for a while. I wasn't really showing up online. And so I just feel really energized and excited to just help people go vegan in this new year. I love it. I think it's awesome. So let's tell people, like, if somebody's here listening to this, what, uh, like, there's, I know people are saying, okay, I want to go vegan. Like, well, how do I start? Like, how do I start going vegan? Like, what is some things that I can do with, Mm. you know, doing this? Yeah, I think, you know, the number one tip I always have people think about is why they want to do it in the first place. Um, It's so, it's so, so important because you're going to need, there's going to be times in your life where you're going to need to lean on that why. (laughs) Like, do you want to do it for health reasons, for the environment, for animals? Um, Or it could be a combination of all those things. For me, I started for the animals and these days is more focused on health, even though, of course, the animals are just as important as they were before. But, you know, your your reasoning is going to expand as you, you know, do it longer. Mm -hmm. And so I would absolutely ask people why and not only just think about what your why, but write that down, you know. Also, I think it's important to make the decision to go vegan because, that there's so much power in that too, that I feel like is not really talked about a lot. It's one, cause I think that when you commit to it, you're more likely to, like I said, grocery shop and experiment in the kitchen. Like I did when I read sister vegan, like it opens you up when you're committed to the idea of doing it. Um, another thing I would suggest too, is just to like veganize some of the favorite meals that was so helpful for me I had no idea that I can make vegan versions of anything that I wanted like lasagna and spaghetti and uh, vegan ice cream and it was everything I loved I was able to find a vegan version of that I was shocked I mean and I'm sure a lot of other people think like that too like when you start you have no idea there's so much variety in this lifestyle so I think it's important to focus on what you can eat and not what you can't eat. Because the truth of the matter is you can eat anything you want, right? You can eat whatever you want in this world, truly. But you made a decision that you want to eat more compassionately. You want to eat more healthy. And so just finding vegan versions of those meals and experimenting with making your own versions of it as far as recipes you come across and enjoy it that way. Another I love part- that. I, I love uh-huh. that you said real quick that I love what you said, focusing on what you can eat versus what you can't eat. That's such a powerful statement. It is because the thing is like, you feel like you're eliminating so much when you become vegan, right? So it's like this mindset shift of like, no, I'm not. I'm actually adding it to my life. I always say that people, a lot of us think that we're not going to have anything to eat when we decide to become vegan because we grew up eating the same two or three fruits and vegetables. So we don't realize there's so so much variety out there. And so I think that's important to realize that it really does open up your world. There's a lot of people who didn't probably eat up growing up eating eggplants or avocado or right. And then when you become vegan, you realize, damn, there's so many nuts and seeds and fruits and vegetables and grains that I can eat that I had no idea that was out there. So there's a lot of variety in this lifestyle for sure. I totally agree. And the one thing like also too, is not just that, but, um, but like what these things can do. Like I, before I started really getting into creating things, like you said, like we started with creating our favorite meals. Uh, well, me, my husband, love him to death, but he can, he, he can cook pasta. That's about it. Um, <laughs> but I started by creating our favorite meals because I'm Greek and he's Italian. So it's like, we have legit like meals. I mean, I grew up with Greek food. Like that was what I grew up with. Like I was, you know, a Greek family and 
that's what we had. And so I started with trying to veganize some of those favorite meals and then some of my husband's favorite meals. And it's incredible, like cashews, who the hell even ever knew that cashews can make a ridiculously creamy dairy flavored type sauce? I, I mean, mind blown, you know, know like it's so good. It's crazy. And I mean, I have served people my, um, I have a white queso dip and an Alfredo that they like my dad, love my dad, but you know, he's older and he, um, he has come around a little bit, but he's definitely like, you know, the type that like not changing anything. Um, and, um, I served him this, uh, dip once and he was like, you're lying. There's dairy in here. Like he <laughs> legit to this day, I don't think believes me. Like, I don't think he believes me. I'm like, dad, I made this. I'm not. <laughs> He's like, nope, <laughs> nope, no way, nope. no way. And that's another thing you made me think about too, is like the fact that is, I think it's important to, uh, I'm glad your dad loved to dip, right? But there's also a lot of situations when you're experimenting that you're like, oh, hell no, I'm not eating this again. Like, this is disgusting. Oh, yeah. Like, how are people doing this? But I think you have to also be open-minded and realize that there's so many different ways to do this. So if you try a vegan cheese that you don't like, there's like, 10 other ones you can try that may fit you better. Also like, you know, vegan macaroni and cheese. I remember when I first went vegan, I thought that that was going to be the thing that kept me from being vegan. Cause I was like, I love macaroni and cheese so much. And there's no way I'm going to be able to get that same creaminess, especially like that baked macaroni and cheese. I was afraid I wasn't going to get that. So I tried about five or six different recipes until I was able to find one that work for me. So you just have to really, that's another part to be really open-minded about just because something didn't work that first time doesn't mean that you'll never be able to make this a lifestyle for yourself. I love that point. That is, I think probably one of the best points I've heard because you're right. Everyone, but the, the problem is, is that people focus it on just like this, where in reality, you know, even in a standard American diet, you may go to a restaurant and try a lasagna you hate, a pasta dish you hate, a burger you hate, but do you stop eating burgers altogether? No, you just say, I don't really like that restaurant's burger. I don't like the way they prepare that. And you try it a different way. Whereas when it comes to like, you know, a plant-based diet, a vegan diet, like people are like, well, yeah, like you said, this one cheese defines all cheeses. It's like, really? Exactly. Does it though? Right, right, right. And then flavor too. Like I think a lot of times people... Um, I, I know this was one of the concerns for me when I started is like, I was concerned about not being able to get the flavor and the texture because the truth is most of the time, what we're craving is sauces and, and spices, yes. all things that are like usually yes. plant-based anyway, right? That's what we want. So um, the cool thing is a lot of these brands now like Daring, I like them, they're vegan chicken. They have an amazing texture and you could just really just make your food however you want to make it. You can make tacos or whatever else you want to make vegan. Um, just make sure that you add some flavor to it the same way you would with meat and <laughs> the same way right. that you would with anything else. Well, yeah, be- because nobody eats meat without flavor. I mean, exactly. talk about disgusting. Like nobody <laughs> like th- that's the thing is people don't realize. And that's like, that's another great point. So my the one thing I grew up with that like my kids can take down an entire pan of from my mom's is um, spanakopita and spanakopita is a Greek. Um, it's made out of phyllo pastry. It's spinach and feta. Um, well, actually technically in Greek, it's when it's spinach and feta, they call it spanakotiropita, which means spinach and cheese. 
Um, mm-hmm. But in America, they call it sponocopita because it's just easier to say. Um, but so my mom makes it all the time for my kids because my kids are, you know, they eat mostly plant-based, but not 100%. Um, and sponocopita feta cheese, like that's kind of something that's like in my soul. And so I had, I was hell bent on making a vegan sponocopita that tasted just like hers. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I have to, like, there's no way <laughs> yeah. because the first thing, the spinach is obviously duh. The phyllo dough is, you know, totally fine. I can't eat it cause I can't eat gluten anymore. But, um, you know, as far as phyllo dough goes, there's nothing non-vegan about it. Um, but the, the, the part that got me was, you know, I have to replicate that feta. And I thought to myself, like you just said, what is it that that flavor has? And it has tang and salt. And those are two things you can easily replicate. So I had my mom here and I kept making trial after trial until finally she's like, that's about it. You got it. And that year I served it at Christmas because we always make it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I told my mom I was going to make it this year. I served it for Christmas and I swear to God, nobody knew it wasn't hers. <laughs> I love it. I love I it. I was like, yeah, woo, woo, woo. And like my kids, like, cause my kids, you know, they, it is their favorite thing. And they gobbled that stuff up and didn't even bat an eye. I'm like, ha, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be. I love it. It, it does amazing. take some trial and error though. Like you said, yes. you see, that's what I'm saying. You have to be open to that. You know, everything is not going to be, a, it's going to come out right. I know when I first started, it was, and I still do have issues sometimes when I cook things. Yes. And it's, it just is what it is. And I think we don't give ourselves enough grace because it's so, so much, it feels so drastic to a lot of people. They don't give themselves enough time to figure out how this is going to look for them because it really is not one size fits all. Nope. And also what you just said, give yourself some grace. I mean, if everybody could give themselves grace in life in general, we would all be such more. Yes. So (laughs) happier. We're so hard of ourselves. And it's kind of like, you know, I try and think of it, you know, like when you have kids, it's like, would you not give your kid grace when they were trying something new? Like Mm -hmm. if they were learning to ride a bike and they fell, would you just take them off the bike and be like, you quit, you suck, you're done. Like, of course not. Exactly. And so why is this any different? So true. And that's just every part of our lives, right? Just everything. Yes. So it's so true. Yep. Um, so what are some, like, if you're starting, you know, I, I heard you say about, you know, when you're starting a vegan diet um, to focus on, you know, things that you love and finding vegan versions, but what are some other like ideas that like people can go into this, you know, thinking like, what, I, I need breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks. Like what are the best things you can focus on for starting a vegan diet Hmm. as far as like specific meals right yeah or like ideas like meal ideas you know like it doesn't have to be like a specific recipe but like just ideas of things like you can grab like even thinking like you know a snack like what are some things that are you know can fill you up that like you said you were eating what was it apples and sunflower seeds girl yes I ate that for like two weeks when I started but see like I said I was a fake vegan I didn't know what was going on I just yes any bitch traumatized me so much and I was just like Okay. It's like I was on a fast and didn't even know I was on a fast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that, you know, like I said, veganizing some of your favorite meals is so important. You can, and I always use spaghetti as an example because it's just such, it's so relatable for a lot of people. Um, Instead of using ground beef or turkey or whatever people are 
you know, Italian sausage or whatever they put in there. There's vegan versions of all of that. Or you can use mushrooms instead and peppers and onions and just your spices. And then, of course, a lot of the sauces, we know this in a store, for whatever reason, have dairy in them. I don't know why they put it in spaghetti sauce, but they do. Mm-hmm. You can make your own or you can just buy some that is vegan. And that's an easy beginning. You know, you can start that with Meatless Mondays, just that. I always like to have smoothies and fresh juice in the morning too, because I think that's just a great, I feel like it sets the tone for my day when I start, when I start off like that. Um, because I, I tend to, to snack throughout the day, especially as I'm working. So just starting the tone of my day with a, a simple smoothie with like berries and bananas and plant-based milk, real easy. You could put chia seeds or whatever supplement or whatever you want to put in there or powder. That's a good start. I also love soups. Like I eat them all year. And I feel like that's something really easy that people can put together, especially like a lentil soup with, you know, coconut milk and broth and some spinach and, you know, whatever seasoning and spices you want to put in there, some fresh ginger. That's like a really easy meal and really inexpensive meal that people can start with. And I also like to put potatoes in there to kind of give it more, uh, make it a little more filling. So just really, really easy things like, you know, breakfast toast and vegan sausage, you know, you can have just egg if you want. There's so, I mean, I feel like there's so much variety, especially since I started. <laughs> I don't know. What, what oh my gosh. You, oh my gosh. Between the vegan eggs. I actually did a post um, a couple of months ago. I think it was um, on vegan eggs and I made them three different ways. Um, just to compare and, you know, give people options. I made like the chickpea flour way, you know, where you like kind of make it, you just kind of scramble a chickpea pancake. I used the tofu way. And then I did, um, I bought a store-bought vegan egg. Um, I think it was just egg, the liquid one that I bought. And so, you know, I have a whole post on it. And, you know, of course, when we're photographing and creating, like I have the food here and my kids came home from school and they're like, oh, eggs. And they've eaten real eggs before. Um, so they know what it tastes like. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I this from my website, these are all like, you know, veggie versions of eggs. Do you guys want to try some? And they're like, yeah, my kids love food. So I had them all out and they all tried them. And it was so interesting because they all liked a different version, but they yes. really liked it. Like one of them loved the chickpea flour version, like loved it. My one son loved just the, the just egg. Actually, he's like, there's no way that's not real egg. And I'm like, well, it's not. But, you know, he really didn't tell the difference. And then the other one really loved the tofu version. And it's so like, that's the thing, like you said, like, if you, we have, it's not about taking away, but adding, like, we have three different versions of eggs that I never, ever would have made had I not worked on changing, you know, creating a mostly plant-based diet. Like, I never would have made a chickpea scramble, like, ever. Like, you know, it just... And my kid loved it. Like he actually has asked me to make it again. So it's like something new that they get to try that never would have happened before. Right. And there's so many, like you said, so many different ways to do this. So many different ways. So yes, yeah, totally. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, so what are some tips for success for people? Like you have a lot of great, you know, things I've been, you know, taking note of, but um, if somebody came to you and said, Hey, you know, I want to start a vegan diet. I want you to help me. What would be the main tips you tell them before, you know, you help them start doing that? Hmm. Like I heard, Kinda, I heard you say things like, grace, um, grace. Yes, I'm stuck on that. Grace. Like giving yourself and also giving yourself time to figure this out. Like, don't give up so quickly. It's so I'm telling you, I talk to people all the time and they'll give up 
one incident will cause them to just be like, okay, I'm done. You know, they ate something that wasn't vegan and they're like, well, maybe this isn't for me. Um, I think that you, we should all give ourselves grace. I mean, think about it. Most of us have been doing, eating a standard American diet for 20, 40, 50 years. And it's like, why would you expect to be able to change everything overnight? Sure, there's people out there that right. do it, but I feel like the vast majority is going to take some time to figure yeah. out what works for them. So just really about giving yourself grace. Even if you didn't eat vegan today, tomorrow you have another chance. The next meal, the next spoonful, you have another chance to get this right for yourself. So it doesn't have to be this all or nothing, especially when you're starting. I think that's so important um, to just make sure that you give yourself that grace to even start because people don't even want to do that. <laughs> you yes. know, just well start. I feel like people don't want to do that because like you said, the world, the online, like especially social media where people are going to get the support seems so black or white and so intense. And yeah. that by human nature, people shy away from that. You know, people shy away from that intensity because as you know, humans, like we, it's stressful. So having people like you that, you know, make this seem like you just, even like your voice, like just the way you say things, it makes it seem like, oh, like this isn't hard at all. Like I can totally do this. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. I just, and like what you said, if you, just because you don't eat vegan today, that there's no one that says you can't go back to eating it tomorrow. Girl, you know, you know? there's plenty of people that's going to say that you can't, but you can do whatever yeah. you want is how I right. feel about it. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, there is no, that's a thing where I giggle because I'm like, there's actually not, a food police that's going to come arrest you. You realize that, right? Like there's nobody that is going to come to your house and like rip those plants right out of your house and say, nope, not again. You must eat for the rest of your life. Like, right. It's like, it's just so ridiculous. I mean, I honestly have to say, sometimes I have to step away from the social media world because I literally want to punch people. I'm just like, yeah. you people are, I just can't. I'm like, oh my God, this is why people don't do this because of people exactly. like you. I say this all the time. And then, and also it's like, that's another tip too, just to protect your energy. Like if you're following someone right. that makes you feel a certain way or makes you I feel, love that weird, one. you know, uh, feel bad about yourself, just don't follow that person anymore. And I'm not saying, look, listen, I'm not saying it in a way that like gives permission for people not to even try to be vegan. What I am saying is if somebody is making you feel like what you're doing isn't good enough, then you don't need that person. You don't need that person on your feed. Exactly. You know? And that's, and I have to tell you, I have curated my feed in that way. Um, very, very much lately in the last like two to three years, I have started unfollowing people that don't have similar views to me in, in a way I do actually love following some people that have opposite views, but, but the people that are respectful, um, mm -hmm. but people that are not respectful people that, you know, I have tried to expand my feed to include different cultural recipes and things that may be out of my comfort zone, you know, like growing up Greek, like I didn't really grow up American, but I, you know, in a Greek house, like we, I didn't get exposed to a lot of stuff because my parents were from Greece, like they cooked Greek food, like that's just the way I grew up. And so I don't have the experience or have never been exposed to cer certain like Indian food and Ethiopian food and, and just like certain flavors um, that as an adult, I've started experimenting with. And so I've been trying to curate my feed to include more of these different types of cultural recipes because they interest me. And I haven't tried every single one of them, but that doesn't mean I never will. And the more I'm exposed to it, the more I'm interested in stepping out of my comfort zone and trying things. Mm-hmm. 
So, and that's important, like what you said about um, unfollowing people that don't, that, you know, don't make you feel good. I think that's the, for mental health. I think that's so important. Definitely. And also I will say here too, like stop following everybody that, like we said in the beginning, that just represents you only curate your feed so that it's um, diverse and you can be exposed to a lot more because I feel like that really helps us just in real life too. When we're exposed to all different types of people, all different viewpoints, all, you know, it helps us deal better and makes us step out of our zone of thinking like our way only is correct. Yeah, definitely. Um, This is amazing. This has been such a great chat. I'm so excited to get this out to people and um, have people follow you. I mean, honestly, guys, if you're listening, you need to follow Monique, go to Instagram. I have it all um, linked in the, in the uh, write-up. I have her YouTube channel linked. Um, She also has a vegan starter kit, which is amazing. Um, Get, get that from the write-up. This is something you can do. You know, if this is something you want to do, you 100% can do it. And there's people like her out there and like we said, stop following the people that make you feel like you can't because yes, they're wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for taking your time and being part of this. Thank you, Sophia. I told you it's like, it feels kind of weird being on this side of the mic, you know, oh, so it was amazing. I really appreciate this. <laughs> no, it was amazing. Um, and everyone listening, thank you for being here and listening to the podcast. If you absolutely love what you hear, I'd so appreciate a rate and review on the purple podcast app because it gets my podcast out there more. Um, and I can get amazing guests on to give you guys amazing information. Um, cause that's really what it's all about and what I love to do, but thanks everybody. And we'll chat again soon. Bye.